Hey guys, what's going on? It's Sean. Today I'm going to do something a little bit different, something I hope to do more of in 2024, and that's sharing different ideas, different concepts, and themes that have had a big impact on my life and involve the work that I do behind the scenes, behind the podcast. Obviously, what I do within the podcast is try to distill, pull out, and find persistent patterns of excellence and how people are using these different patterns within their own life. So I want to share more of them with you this year. Today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dive into 10 mindsets that I have seen have the ability to really radically transform people's lives. I'm going to give a high-level overview of each one of these 10s, and I'll dive into them slightly. But pick and choose. Find ones that align with you, which ones might be helpful for your life, which ones kind of speak to you and call to you. And the people who've been listening to this podcast for a while, they know that one of my favorite questions, a question I use a lot to start conversations, is what's a mindset of yours that has most positively impact and transform your life. And these are mindsets I see repeated by the best at what they do. So I hope this can be applicable and helpful for you. If you guys enjoy this, check out some more work I do behind the scenes, head to whatgotyouthere.com. There you can check out my two books, Masterpiece in Progress, A Daily Guide to a Life Well-Crafted, and Insights of the Ages, Quotes for a Life Well-Crafted. All right, let's dive into it. So first, let's understand what a mindset is. All a mindset is, is a set of beliefs and attitudes that are going to shape our outlook and just our behavior. So a mindset really is going to determine how someone perceives the world and their place in it, how they show up. And it really influences the the actions, the decisions, and the habits they have. And one of the great things is our mindset and our mind is malleable. It's under our control. We can change it. We can shape it. And we can decide what we want our mindset to be. So if you're showing up repeatedly in a way that you know isn't aligned with your best self, explore your mindset. So after this podcast, hopefully you can step back, reflect, and think about the mindsets that you show up consistently with. Are they guiding you closer to where you want to get in life, or are they pulling you back? And if they're pulling you back, try implementing one of these. All right, so the first one we're going to dive into is create your own energy. So what I mean by this is energy is going to come from somewhere, right? Energy can come from the outside world, the the influences, the people, the environments we're in, or it can come internally. And what I see of the people who perform at their best is they create their energy internally. They don't depend on the outside world to fuel the energy they need to show up at their best. And so they take control and they become the creators, the energy they need to be at their best. So what I mean by this is let's think about a business environment. There's going to be people you work with that might be energy drainers, right? I think someone labeled them vampires. They suck the life out of the room. But what about those moments when you're entering that meeting with that person? Let's name them Charlie. I'm just pulling a name out of the air, right? Charlie is the vampire. He's the one who sucks the energy out of the air. And in one meeting, you decide, you know what? I am so sick of Charlie draining me and taking away my energy. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to be present and fully immersed in being who I want to be. And all you need is one of those moments, one of those moments where you show up, you create your own energy in an environment that usually drains your energy, and you prove to yourself that you can make that choice every single time to be the creator of the energy you need to be at your best in that scenario. That is very empowering. So today, be the creator of your own energy. We all have that ability. Next up, this is a huge one. Choose who you become. Choose who you become. You have to internalize the realization that our identity is malleable. We have the power to choose who we become in life. This isn't a passive journey, but it's an active endeavor. It begins with painting a mental image of your future self. 
one that really resonates deeply. And when I say resonates deeply, I mean it grips you. When, when you envision, when you think about that person that you could become, you get excited, your heart starts to race, you really get invigorated at the thought of that. And then it's about making daily choices, choices moment to moment that align with that envisioned future self. And so if you you fail to, to sculpt that picture in your own head, then you're never going to have the ability to act in alignment with that. And so what I think you should do is really get clear on that future version of yourself. That's the first thing. The next thing is start taking daily actions and shift the mindset of who you want to become. So you're reflecting deeply on who you want to become and then take actions in the moment that align with that future better version of yourself that you can become. So that's choosing who you become. All right, number three, go first. This is one of the concepts I read about in my book, Masterpiece in Progress, and it really is just embracing the go first mindset. This means that instead of waiting for opportunities to come to you, you create your own opportunities. Instead of waiting for someone to say hi to you first on the street, go first, say hi, engage in conversation, light up someone else's life. Too many people today, they wait for everyone else to step up and be the change they want to see. No more. You go first. You set the example of what a person of character does, and you make things happen in this world. And sometimes this is hard, right? This takes a little bit of courage, especially early on. We've we've got to develop that courage muscle where we get more comfortable with going first. A simple technique I started using when I was in grade school is just I would count down from three, three two, one, go. And on go, in that moment, you do the action that is aligned with who you want to become. Three, two, one, go. Go first. That's all it is. And so that's a great place to start if you're feeling a little bit of discomfort. Put that internal mental clock, three, two, one, you go, and be the change you want to see, right? We have the ability to go after what we want in life, to make things happen. I always love the thought, someone in this world is going to accomplish your dreams, Why not make it you? And the only way you accomplish those is if you start taking action, you go first. So that's mindset number three, go first. Number four, you want to be disciplined with action. You want to be patient with your results. So you really need to embrace this to embody this. And this means you you take focused daily action towards your goals, but you need to be patient to allow the results to come to fruition over time, right? Radical results are the product of disciplined daily action, okay? Everyone we look to who's achieved and sustained excellence, it took time. It took a lot of time, a lot of years. I always love hearing those stories of the people that we always put on a pinnacle, and they talk about how many struggles they had, how consistent they had to be for years and decades at a time to be able to get where they're at. And I think we lose sight of that, especially in a world of social media where everyone's kind of putting on their best face. We forget about the, the slog and the grind and the da- disciplined daily action. So you need to be disciplined with your action, show up consistently day to day, moment to moment, but you also need to be patient with your results. So you, you can ask yourself, if I continue to live the way I am, will it bring about my desired future outcome? And then you can ask, in order to achieve what I do do I need to be patient or do I need more action, right? Do my actions already align? It just takes time or do I need to change my actions? So that's a great way. That is number four, disciplined with action, patient with results. Number five, this is a big one for me, especially the last year and even going into this year, it's less but better, right? This means that instead of trying to do too much or spreading yourself too thin, you focus on doing the few things, but doing them really well with high quality, with full immersion, with deep integrity, 
And the paradox is that by focusing on quality over quantity, you can achieve more in the long run. You, the way you can think about this is day to day, when you're really intentional about what you're going to do, when you sit down for a, a deep block of deep focused time without any distractions, without emails open, without text coming through, what you can do in that condensed period of time versus when you spread yourself thin, when you got your email open, you got people coming into your office, the phone's going off, how much harder it is to fully concentrate, how much residue all of those things leave on your performance. So you really want to be disciplined with your pursuit of less but better. And this this is just an amazing approach. I think you see the best, the, the true masters of their craft. I'm not talking about people who are like good. I'm talking about the real, real masters, the the artists, the musicians, the best business people. They focus on less but better. They get a handful of principles and they stick to them and they go all in on those. And so a couple of questions that bring clarity to the vital few things you should be doing versus the trivial many. Here they are. What are the minority of my actions that drive the majority of my results? Who are the handful of people who bring the most joy to my life? And if I could only work for one hour today, what would I do that would still produce the most positive results in my life? Those are a few questions just to kind of get your brain firing and wiring towards the things that are, are less but better. So that's number five, less but better. Let's dive into number six. Don't follow your passion, just bring it. Now, you guys know I'm a huge believer in passion. I want to be gripped by the things I do, but that also holds me back because then in the moments where I'm not doing that thing that grips me, I think that I can't have passion, and that is so false. So I want to show up with my passion, right? We're told to follow our passion, but what about bringing your passion into everything you enter. So the way I can think about this as a parent, right? Multiple young kids, and sometimes they want to do things that I do not want to do. And I can fight that. I can be lethargic. I can complain, or I can just go through the motions. Or you know what? I can bring my passion to whatever it is I'm doing. And I can show up fully in that moment. I can bring energy. I can bring zest. I can bring vitality into that. But if I only think that when I'm doing something I'm passionate about, I can have passion, it's going to limit me. It's going to limit my life. My my life is going to be so much more black and white. It's going to be so much more gray instead of throwing in some vibrant colors. So what we discover is when we take this approach with, with more focus, effort, energy, we put into the things, we actually develop more passion for them over time. I've seen this with my own kids. Certain activities that I would resist, I didn't want to do. I'm trying to be a good parent, but I did not want to do. All of a sudden, when I get out of my own head, I bring my passion to it. I discover there's so much joy in that because when we bring our passion to things, we uncover deeper levels of joy we couldn't have imagined. So that is number six. Don't follow your passion. Bring it to everything you do. Number seven, this is a big concept. And one of the people I think I learned the most about this from was Josh Waitzkin, the legendary chess player, martial artist. He wrote the awesome book, The Art of Learning. And that's learning to love what makes us uncomfortable. Learning to love what makes us uncomfortable, that, that place of mental resistance when you've reached that, that stretch point, right? The stretch point of your abilities, what you're capable of. And what you end up doing is you start to crave that stretch point. You start to love it. You enjoy it. That's what high performers do. They know when they're pushing themselves on the edge, right? They are right on the razor's edge of what they can do and what they can't do. And that is a sweet spot. And they love to be in that space because so many people spend so much time never being uncomfortable. What if they actually do? And believe me, I, I'm guilty of this as well. We work so hard to not be uncomfortable. We want things to be easy. 
But what happens is we fight being uncomfortable so much that it's that fight and slog where we actually become more uncomfortable. So to develop true mental strength, you don't want to avoid being uncomfortable, but you must seek it out and embrace it. You need to be in search of your stretch points. And so if you want to develop your skills, you need to love that razor's edge because that discomfort is an indicator of growth. And it's often the the first step into making change in someone's life. So when we experience this discomfort, when we're presented with it, it's a choice. Are we going to lean into it? Are we going to learn what the razor's edge has to teach us? Or are we going to resist it? Are we going to fight it? So choose to embrace it. We can use it as an opportunity to grow and to expand our potential. You know, Maslow always says or said that we're always stepping into growth or backwards into safety. And when you get up to that razor's edge, choose growth. Step into growth. Develop your abilities. So that's number seven, learning to love what makes you uncomfortable. All right, number eight. This is a key one. And one, if you have people that you're friends with or you have kids that are in college or about to graduate, this is a big one. Multiple paths. There are multiple paths to a great life. There isn't just one for you. You see, too often we find ourselves thinking there is only one way to achieve our goals, to solve a problem, or live a great life. But the truth is there are an unlimited number of ways to make this happen. So we need to stop limiting ourselves. We need to open up our mind and get creative exploring the different ways that you can achieve what you want to achieve. This means instead of following one path, explore multiple paths and find one, find the journey, find that evolution that is right for you. You need to be open. You need to be flexible. You need to know that there isn't just one way to get there. So that's crucial. Know there's multiple paths. Explore those multiple paths. And if you don't believe me, just go back in your own life. Think of a time when you thought there was only one way or when when you were in an early relationship and someone broke your heart, you thought it was the end, you never find love again, all of a sudden you find another relationship or you got fired from a job, you got you you didn't you didn't earn a job you wanted or you got you got turned down and then you found another opportunity. You see there are multiple paths. And so never think there is just one. You need to open up your imagination. You need to get creative in figuring out new paths. All right, number nine. This is one of the frameworks I use most consistently in my own life, and I use it a lot with the clients that I coach, the high performers that are really at the the tip of the spear, trying to do the best in, in business, investing, and in sports. And that is the concept of aware, accept, aim, action. Okay, so what this means, instead of trying to control everything in life, we need to first become aware of what's happening, right? Become aware when we're out of alignment with who we want to become. And then we want to accept that. There's so much mental resistance people build up when they fight reality. Byron Katie has that great line, when I fight reality, I lose, but only 100% of the time. So you need to accept reality. And then the next is aim. What do you want to take an aim at, right? Who do you want to be? How do you want to show up in this moment, even if the current situation isn't what you want? Next is action. What is the smallest action I can take right now to get me closer to who I want to become? That aim, right? So it's aware, accept, aim, action. You need to first develop that level of awareness of what's happening right now. You need to accept it. You need to not fight reality. You need to take aim at what you want and who you want to become. And then it's taking action immediately, not waiting for tomorrow, taking action immediately in this moment to get you one step closer 
to that aim that you're taking. That is a crucial mindset. It is one I have seen high performers use again and again. And when I say high performers, I'm talking about people at the tip of the spear of their craft. And they say, this is revolutionary for them. All right, here we are. The final one. Number 10, if you do not have problems, then you're not living. All right. This means that instead of working so hard to avoid problems, you should embrace them as part of life and use them as an opportunity to learn and grow. You see, we spend so much time and energy trying to avoid problems. The only thing we avoid is missing out on living a life with more meaning, experience, and growth. Now, this this is not only just like an empowering mindset, it's a liberating mindset. By embracing this mindset, you can free yourself from the fear of failure and instead focus on what you can learn and how you can grow from all of those hardships you face. So what I want you to do is I just want you to reflect on some of the major problems you've had on your, your life, in your life, not minor problems, major ones, where at the moment they were happening, you thought you would never recover from this, or this was so catastrophic. And what I want you to do now that you have some space from these problems is I want you to analyze what you learn from those, how you grow, and how you are so much better in your life because of those. When I reflect back the times I'm most proud of, the times I grew the most, the times I learned the most, were all during times of struggles, of pain, of failures. Our, our failures are incredible revealers of our abilities. So if you're not having problems, then you're not living. So get out, live a little more today, take a few more risks, and when problems arise, Know that you are living and know that these are helping you grow and expand. So there you guys go. There are 10 mindsets that I've seen radically transform people's life. Try one out today. Take a mindset that is holding you back, implement one of these, and be consistent with it. Put full effort, full focus, full attention on implementing this into your own life. If you enjoyed this, you can find more of these and a ton of the podcasts that I do. Just head to whatgotyouthere.com. If you enjoyed this, I also think you will love my book, Masterpiece in Progress, A Daily Guide to a Life Well-Crafted. It's filled with 365 passages with insights, ideas, just like this. So if you enjoyed it, whatgotyouthere.com. Look forward to talking with you guys next time.